cool world, cool noids, cool tunes, girls and boys, add that movie to your task mask, cause it's a podcast. Gaz has the longest beard, it took him months to grow, and then I shaved it off. For charity, you know. Hey, everybody. This is Braden Cameron. I am with Gary. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I did not see that coming, Gary. Gary Butterfield, how are you? I'm I'm doing good. I I wanted to laser blast. Uh, Not because it was a bad Garrity, but because I'm informed by the spirit of the season. Yeah. The season being Teenage Dirtbags. Teenage Dirtbags. Season one. Season <laughs> Right in the middle. <laughs> it's, it's our episode nine premiere yeah. of the middle of the season. Um, well, I mean, we've been doing this for so many years. Like, it is our first season that's been released to the public, but, I mean... It's what, a really long... Well, yeah. I just I just assume that each of our seasons lasted 30 or 40 years. Okay, so yeah. It's not a traditional season. Mm-hmm. Um, we think in cosmic time. <laughs> So, uh, Gary, what are we doing this this week? Uh, we're doing uh, "I Feel Better" by Hot Chip, which I gotta say, uh, you know, Brayden. Yeah, I think this is probably a time uh, for us one of our favorite segments. Remember how great it was when you did that? You remember? Remember that? Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and I and I gotta yeah. say. Remember how great it was when you suggested that we do this song and introduce me to the song and this band? Uh, I I think I do remember how great that was. Thanks, bud. No, you're totally welcome. Yeah, uh, yeah this, this is it's, a wonderful it's, it's song. Rare. I mean, it's and it's it's beautiful oblivion. Good, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it's better because the song is actually really good on its own. Um, I mean, you've you've looked up the lyrics of the song, because I knew that in particular might might reach out to you. Uh, you know, I, I haven't. Okay, well, uh, to give a quick uh, summation, it's about existential terror. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the whole, the whole song is basically like someone was just like, uh, like the first part of the song is like, how did we get so lost? Uh, and uh, like there's really no point to what we're doing. And then the chorus of the, uh, I only want one night is about just basically like this kind of existentialism of just like, we have to make our own meaning in our existence because otherwise we're just facing a, a void. I, I'm looking at that now and, and it is, it bears out this, this song and video does a fantastic job of distracting you from thinking that there's anything else going on mm-hmm. with, with the, you know, because it, it, it's playing with that, like the the melody and everything, and the the visuals of the video are meant to be not deep. Yeah. Initially, and then uh, you know, but that's that's awesome. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to download albums by this band and listen to them with my cans. Da, da. <laughs> um, Did you put them on? I, well, I will. I'll be putting on my cans. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is a real good song, Brayden. Yeah. Tell me about the video. For, okay. For Gary, the video is directed by uh, actor and comedian Peter Serafinowicz, who you Star of Dark Souls too. Uh, is he really in Dark Souls too? Yeah, he plays the the Patches character. He oh, plays yeah. uh, mild mannered Pate. Huh. 
I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, he's, he's also he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he's uh, he's great in that. And Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. He's also in uh, Parks and Rec. He's a I, fantastic character in Parks and Rec. I've been trying to get him to do, like, please give us ten minutes on Bonfireside Chat. Oh, really? I don't know what we'd do. Well, because he was in the game and stuff, yeah. and also it'd be it'd be awesome. Like, I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, look around you. Look around mm. you so good. Yeah, like, yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's great. Um, I was very confused when I first saw the video and saw that it was uploaded by Peter Serafanowicz. Because I didn't realize that he directed it, I was just like, "Oh, is he just sharing his favorite tunes now?" Yeah, it, like it's, it's kind of weird, but yeah, he did. He did direct it, and um, I saw him in one episode of uh, At Midnight, which I know you, you don't watch, but like the whole time, anytime anyone else answered a question with a joke, which is what how you answer those questions, he just shook his head back and forth, like he was really <laughs> unimpressed by everything. <laughs> I, I, I like that show, okay? Like, I, I'm not the biggest Chris Hardwick fan, but the people on it sometimes make it really good. Yeah, every time Ron Funches is on, you're you're in for a treat. Yeah, he's he's very, very funny man. And all of my favorite uh, Earwolf comedy people end up on there all the time. Yeah. So you like your James Adomians and your, your Paul Shears mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, into it. Yeah. Um, also into this. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, we, we'll start from the beginning. And the whole point of the video is that you're introduced to uh, Hot Chip, which is basically the hot new British boy band. Um, yes. Which uh, they have amazing names. Gary, take it away. They are named King with a Y, King, uh, Marvane, Mar apostrophe Vane, Octavian, and Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're, they're, they're doing coordinated dance moves. They're handsome. They're stylish. Actually, I think Popeye's really weird. Like, there's something kind of unsettling about him to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very strange, but it, it plays in with the, the video. Like, we always say that you should uh, watch the video before you listen to the episode. But this one, you should re- you should definitely watch the video because it's it's super super good. Yeah. But and it plays in with the video and the kind of song. So like, they look like a boy band, but the song kind of sounds like a real commercial club hit. You it know? does a bit, yeah. I mean, I remember watching this video, and it was, like, the first time I had seen a Hot Chip video, and I didn't actually know what they looked like, and was like, this is really strange to me, like, that, yeah. <laughs> that this is what this band actually looks like, but then, obviously, there's a great surprise, but um, it is a really good reconstruction of uh, a boy band, um, because, of course, each character has its own personality, and... Unfortunately, it's kind of one of those tropes uh, where, you know, Marvane is the tough one. Octavian is the stylish, fashionable one. Popeye is, again, the one that is unearthly. Um, King is the black one, you know, and, like, that's just kind of the trope that he's unfortunately stuck with. Um, He has no other depth. Well, he's also the one who takes off his shirt. Yeah, he, he's kind of the sexiest one. Yeah. I get like I, I I think the king emanates a dark sexuality. Uh yeah, he is a very, very beautiful man. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. I don't mean a dark sexuality like because he's black. I just mean alluring in like a way that betrays my sexual orientation. Like he is he is a beautiful man. Like every once in a while, like so I, I don't uh you know, I, I identify as fairly straight. Um, you don't, you don't have to, it doesn't matter. I don't care. But I, I, it's very rare that I find a man attractive mm-hmm. when I write, like, I'm just kind of like gobsmacked by the beauty of a man. It's, mm-hmm. it's 
like it, it's very rare and it's worth noticing. Yeah. And uh, and this is one of those things where I'm like, you, that is a this is just a beautiful object, a beautiful yeah, the, creature, you know. Yeah, and and to draw more attention to it, it's the other men in the band are handsome. Uh, yes. But he is like insane. <laughs> like it, it makes me want to stand up and say, "Man, you're handsome." <laughs> <laughs> is this another episode of Man You're Handsome? I think it is. <laughs> Man, you're handsome. <laughs> we, well, I guess we already started it, but uh, yeah, from the the Dirt Boys to you, uh, actor who played King. Man, you're handsome. Man, you're handsome. Mm. Yeah. If you, okay, let's let's real quick before we get into the video, we got King. Marvin, Octavian, and Popeye. Let's yeah. do a real quick Seven Mary Three. Some people you would seven, some others you'd marry. But I need to know who you seven, comma Mary, comma three. Yeah. Okay. And and to make it since there's four of them, let's do Seven Mary Three Three. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Um. You. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. So, uh, King, I would marry, uh-huh. and by which I mean, uh, I know it's married with one R, mm-hmm. but I would, I would make him uh, have a virgin birth. You, you double so that R. <laughs> I, would, I would double, I'll double your R's, King. Um, I think that uh, Popeye, I would seven. That's mm-hmm. a, a suspicious number. Um, you know, it, it is an unlucky number, or a lucky number, but it is odd. Is an odd number, and then I would three Marvin and Octavian, who I had. Uh, you know, I feel like they're. Uh, a little bit more standard and and uh, and a little slightly less noteworthy mm. other than Popeye and King. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I, you know, I have that song. Uh, Damn, I wish I was your lover. Stuck in my head now, so I'm going to sing that <laughs> for every every seminary three if I could. Uh, <clears throat> Damn, I'm gonna three Popeye. <laughs> I'm gonna three Octavian. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it for the other two. But uh, I feel like Marvin. There's a sensitivity behind him that I would marry. uh, I would marry uh, Marvin, and and I would seven. King, because he's too free to, he's too beautiful to be tied down. He's got to be free for everyone. I, damn, I would three Popeye is like, I can guarantee that that sentence has never been sung to that scene. Like, in the history of the world, and I'm really happy that it happened here. <laughs> damn, I would three Popeye. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad That's I could help. Magical. Um, hey! Remember when he did that really great thing? <laughs> oh, we get this twice yeah. in this episode. Yeah, because that was really great. That was really oh, special. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, so they're dancing on stage. They're singing. Everything's going well. And then all of a sudden, the doors in the back of the room open, and a figure kind of floats in that could only be described. It's played by Ross Lee, who's also uh, comedian um, floats in and he can only be described or the way that I've described him in the past has been uh, alien cancer Jesus. <laughs> yeah. he, he looks like, and this won't, not everyone will catch this reference, um, but 
in the Simpsons crossover with the X-Files, um, there's a, they think they see an alien and they actually find out it's Mr. Burns mm-hmm. having his pupil dilated and like all these different treatments, you know, to a, a yeah. long, you know, and he looks just like that. He looks like Mr. Burns as an alien in the X-Files episode of the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, weird, I totally pristine, get that. serene robe men. Yeah. He's just and kind of hiding a lot. Floating in, and he's singing the high part. Um, I only want one night. This is the longest night. I only want one night. Um, yeah. And he's floating in, and all of the girls that are in the audience, uh, some of them women, some of them obviously young girls, are turning and staring at this guy. And even even the members of, of the band, uh, Fake Hot Chip, are uh, enthralled. They don't know what's going on. Um, yes. And Gary, if I could, I'd like to do a little piece of pop-up audio, get a little deep, get a little personal here. Okay. Uh, right at, and I don't know the number uh, off the top of my head, um, Ross Lee is um, floating in, and they're, they're just kind of zoomed in on his face, and he sings the This Is The Longest Night line, and he has this kind of fake smile on his face and is shyly looking around while he's singing it. Pop-up audio. And like to me, that's like as someone who has like pretty strong social anxiety, like that's exactly how I feel every time I'm in a group of people like that Mm. exact moment, you know. And surprisingly affecting. Yeah. And betrays what's going to happen for the next three minutes of the song. Um, It is like there is a weird way, like he is definitely kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. And, and alien looking and the way that everyone reacts to him is the first delightful surprise yeah. in this video because like having a normal parody video and having something weird show up I feel like is kind of a, a standard thing mm-hmm. but the way that the, the band's kind of into him and then he floats to the, the stage and proceeds to do essentially like a dance off yeah. with everyone yeah. and th- this scene is, is great this is, like, yeah, each this, is, is, this is super good uh, each of the members of Hot Ship fake Hot Ship specifically uh, are on stage and they're confronted with this uh, uh, alien cancer Jesus, Steve Coogan, um, who I, I actually honestly thought was Steve Coogan until I, I read that he he wasn't. Um, and uh, and they, their only means of confronting him is to dance at him. Yes, and kind of <laughs> kind of show up and and his facial expressions in the background of this is some of my favorite stuff that he does. His kind of like not impressed mockery. Yes. Of them as they do this. Yeah, a little bit um, of confusion, a little bit of mocking, uh, you know. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, he, he opens his mouth and shoots a, a laser at them and melts their face off. <laughs> yeah. And the audience erupts into screaming, but they still keep going. But they like, keep doing it. That's each, the great thing. Each character comes out and they like the, the audience is still screaming and they're dancing up against this alien who then blasts them in the face with laser beams like that come out of his mouth, like this blue fire laser that shoots out of him. You can only guess that the members of Fake Hot Chip are like, maybe I'm going to dance well enough to avoid this fate. Yeah. Like they're backstage and like this guy got his face melted off by whatever this thing is because he did he wasn't real enough and didn't rep enough. Yeah. If I go up there and I'm just like total hot shit. Yeah. I will be hmm? I don't know. I don't he knows. It, he'll he'll uh, he'll be served and he will go back to whatever planet he's from. It's very special. So um so 
uh, Octavian does like his weird close shimmy dance that's very similar to like <laughs> the dance from Dangerous. Um, like when they're doing the split star Buster Rhymes dance off here. Um, and then unfortunately he gets his face lasered. And, uh, so, so does King after he takes off his shirt to the delight of everyone. Can I, can I interrupt you real quick? Please. Can we do, um, one of our, our favorite segments of the show? Yeah. Um, Wikipedia said it best. Wikipedia! 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 Because the actual quote here is pretty delightful. Oh, please. Uh, During his last stand, King pulls out the most powerful move he knows, the removal of his shirt. (laughs) While it's super effective vis-a-vis the female audience, the alien stands unfazed. After absorbing King's soul as well, he takes a moment to release the souls now under his power. That's an important part. There's a there's kind of a two acts to this, if you will. Maybe three, if you well, mm-hmm. you know, we could even say four. But um, uh, right after he kills everyone, uh, presumably kills everyone, uh, the audience just stands there in silent mourning. Yes, they don't run. They don't like. They're just <laughs> no they one. Kind no of, one like, accepted. What's yeah. happening? And the reason why is because he's absorbed Hot Chip's power. Yeah. And now he can make the women swoon and has all the powers of King, Marvane, Octavian, and Popeye. Combined. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like he's like Mimic from yeah. the early X-Men issues. He's like sort he of like that, or, or perhaps uh, the Megazord from... <laughs> from sure, uh, or Mega Man. Power Rangers. Sure, he's absorbed it. Now he's all of them together. Um, yes. Which is what he does in that uh, sparkle of glitter and uh, flash of light. Uh, all of the members are back, all wearing new suits without shirts on, uh, yep. including the alien who is singing along, and they're all doing choreographed dance moves, uh, again, to the delight of everyone. Yes. Do you think and, it's going to be this, a happy ending? Seems like- it definitely seems like a happy ending. Real quick before we get into the climax, though, um, you know this is this is a powerful work of fiction. Yeah. Um, but I think that we need to take a little break from from fiction and get back into the world of reality and facts. Oh, and yeah. I think you it wanna... might be time for 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 some Evan facts. Evan facts. Seven with the facts, man. Koalas sleep 20 hours in a day. They can hold food in their belly for over eight days before digesting it, and they are born 30 days after they're conceived. When George Washington was 20 years old, he took over his family's 1,000-acre estate. Tornadoes have been witnessed on every continent except Antarctica. There are only eight species of bears in the world. Koalas are not one of them. In 1972 at West Point, the Columbia University Marching Band formed something called a Burning Cambodian Village on the field. I don't know what that means. I can't find any reference to what that actually is. But as a result, the Columbia University Marching Band has been banned from ever performing at West Point again. That, what, a, what a great fact. Uh, several facts, actually. Sound, it sounded true, those yeah. facts. And that's how you can tell they're good facts. Yeah. Anywho, so yeah, so now that we're, let's get back into the world of fiction. Okay. What spoils our happy ending? Well, um, again, we see we see a moment of panic on 
Ross Lee's face, the alien's face, uh, and he bolts from the stage when a giant uh, floating head uh, comes through the same door that he did and starts kind of bopping along to this song, which seems okay, until yeah. he shoots red lasers uh, out of his eyes. And the difference between him and and the alien is that he's actually targeting the audience. Yes. Um, he's blowing up ladies in the audience and destroying them. He and kills, he's into it, but he nobody kills, else is. Uh, he kills fake hot chip. He kills the yep. real hot chip. Uh, yes. He kills women that are in the audience. Some of them scream and run off, I assume. Um, and and to me, Gary, the thing that I don't like about the recorded version of the song is that, like, at the end of all of this, the giant floating head kind of gives a, a deep chuckle, just kind of a... <laughs> and it's not at the end of the recording, uh, so I always have to put it in myself whenever I listen to it. <laughs> like throwing a little your own pop-up audio. Yeah, a little, little pop on my own. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, I think... So here's the thing with the, the giant floating head, and this may be contentious. I think the video would have been... Like, I, I think the video is, like, 100 mm-hmm. before the giant floating head, and I think it is it is a minor detraction. I agree. Like, I think it I think it, it, it just goes a little bit further than I liked. Like, it, the whole thing was kind of creepy and surreal, and this pushed it a little bit too far for me. Not so much that it ruins the video. That is not just a fantastic video. Yeah. But I think it's a little bit little bit too much. I think I would have appreciated a slightly different ending, but I do like how Wikipedia does refer to it as a jealous rage, that perhaps uh, <laughs> that the floating head is somehow related to the other alien, and then, like, he's in there, and he's like, you can have no fun without me. It, it is, yeah, the, the, the person who wrote this Wikipedia is a real hero. Like, <laughs> sadly, this new power comes at a cost. I assume like, this, it's this actually is... <laughs> Peter Serafinowitz. That's how I... I, I... <laughs> I hope so, because this, this is one of the most uh, well-realized Wikipedia entries I've ever read. Mm. Like, this is a complete short story that is yeah. satisfying to read and and have read to you. Yeah, absolutely, Gary. I just sorry to be sorry to our listeners to be so serious during this episode, but this is just this high quality stuff. No, I mean we we I think we goofed, but it's also an amazing music video that I hope that uh, everyone once they see it will be able to uh, just kind of look at it and appreciate it and watch it again and again because um, right you know I I've watched it so many times for the show but also on my own and will probably continue to do so. Yep, and the uh, uh, I want I'm considering uh, I, I it's been a long time since I've switched it up but considering cutting down a version to use as a ringtone because that, that little pre-chorus like dun 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 I think is like just insanely fucking catchy. Yeah. And gets stuck up in your head very frequently. This is Gary's phone. She's hanging off the hook. Your your prescriptions are ready. Pick him up at Walgreens. Uh, <laughs> brought to you by Mambo number five. No, I'm kidding. Walgreens number five. <laughs> A little bit of snacks in my life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Gary. Absolutely. Man, this has been a really good episode. It's been a really good uh, conversation about this really amazing video. Great song. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I was going to say, uh, I haven't. 
you know, we've, we haven't been doing the show uh, live for a long time or, or Raku yes. recorded for a long time, but uh, it's unlikely we'll do another Hot Chip song because there's another, like, billion uh, videos out there. Maybe for a live stream or something, if we did um, the Hot Chip video for uh, Ready for the Fall, or Ready for the Floor, mm. sorry, which I think is, is really great and uh, is also a really great song, especially if you like the words do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, that's why Nike Ear are my favorite shoes, mm-hmm. and uh, sex is my favorite act, because I like <laughs> those words. The um, Speaking of things that Nick Glauber likes, mm-hmm. I think it's probably time for one of our favorite segments, just before, just to wind us on down. Yeah, wind us uh, down. Nick's Picks. Nick's Picks. Nick's Picks. Hey guys, Nick here with Nick's Picks. This week, I pick Fall, the season, Cardamom, the seasoning, and Beer Style, Saison. That is something that Nick likes. This video is something that we like. And something that uh, that we like from uh, from you guys is to uh, to hit us up on iTunes for ratings and reviews, and please tell people if you like the show. Just blog it. Just, just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Say <laughs> do it, it, say do it, it, say it. it. <laughs> you know you want to do, do it. it. Yeah. Ow. Um. And uh, and this episode, like every episode, I mean, we learned a lot of fun stuff. What, what did we learn today, Brayden? We uh, well, let's see. We learned about how beautiful men make us feel. Uh, yes. We learned about uh, some facts about koalas, I think. Uh, yes. We learned about uh, some things that Nick, uh, Nick likes. Yes. We also learned but, uh, that if you're going to shoot people with your laser mouth, that someone will shoot you with their laser eyes because power comes with a terrible cost. Because revenge is a dish best served hot chip. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. and, and the thing is, like, eyes are more powerful than the mouth because there's two of them. So if you're shooting lasers, like, yeah, if, Cyclops is more powerful than Banshee. If anything, uh, we learned that in the last episode uh, where we talked about uh, Power Man 5000, where he shot lasers out of both of his hands, and that's how he was able to f- defeat the king of uh, Candelabras. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we learned a lot. It's been a great episode. You may think that this actually can't get any better, but the thing is, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because every episode of Teenager Bag ends with a poem by an onion by Brayton J. Cameron Brayton. Make me cry. Bulbous, the sun rises over me, laid bare, splayed as though a corpse vivisected, aromatic and hearty, crusted, glazed, juiced, and bloody, not too particular, not too precise. Very, very beautiful. That's a tribute to cheeseburgers. (laughs) Very beautiful. Good night, everyone.
not too particular, not too precise. I'm just a, a cheeseburger in paradise. Paradise. <laughs> um, I'm glad you did that background vocal. Man, I cannot. I like Jimmy Buffett just as as, as much as I think it's okay to like Jimmy Buffett. Um, but Very diplomatic way to put that. He has some really terrible backup vocals. And it's not the singers. It's just like, I think what they choose to sing sometimes pretty pretty awful. Yeah, it's the arrangement. Yes, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I got one with French fried potatoes, tomatoes and onions, and more, more potatoes. <laughs> uh, French fried potatoes, yeah. Heinz 57 French fried potatoes. Uh, mm-hmm. Big kosher pickle and a cold draft beer. Oh, good God almighty, which way do I steer for? A cheeseburger in paradise. Paradise. Heaven, and an onion slice. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, 